Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. So glad you are here today. Um, you know, we, we, we pray and believe in God's going to move uh, in your life today. Anybody okay with that? We believe uh, that God is going to have a life-changing moment for you here uh, today. How many of you know you were created to not live this life alone? Right? I mean, I mean, you uh, believe that? Say, okay, amen, God, something, throw something at me, I don't care, whatever, just, you know. We were not created to live alone, Ms. Evelyn. Like, we were created to do life with people and have relationships with God, right? How many of you ever tried to do something on your own before? Maybe it was something, like, really serious, or maybe it was something, like, super, I don't know, silly. And, like, all, all the guys in the room, this is a daily thing for us, right? Like, to do things. Aaron, I can live this, man. No, no problem. Uh, this jogging store, I was at a furniture store right out of high school. And uh, one of the owners of the store, he used to always mess with us. Because we'd lift it in this hutch or whatever. And, uh, it'd always take two boys, one man. And it takes two boys to lift it, but one man. You know, and he would always mess with us. And that became a saying, I guess you had to be there. Uh, some of you left, some of you died. Some of us can be like that, or, and, you know, if, if you've ever tried to fix it, yeah, I can fix this on my own, you know? I got YouTube, right? I can fix, I can fix this car on my own. But usually I can fix this on my own, translates to stitches or being electrocuted, right? And some of you laugh because you've experienced it. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we tend to do a lot of things um, on our own. Maybe there's some things that you've tried to do on your own, maybe they're a little more serious. Maybe, maybe maybe there's some financial things that, that you have some hardships or things like that and you've tried to do it on your own. Or, or maybe there's some things that have happened and, and just around the house, maybe you've needed uh, some help. And maybe the, the mower broke down. It's like, man, it's, it's raining all the time here in Florida now. Summertime, the grass is growing faster than I keep up with it. And, and maybe you need some help with that or, or whatever reason uh, that might be, you need some help. And, and oftentimes uh, we think we can do it on our own. Oftentimes we were too prideful to ask for help, aren't we? We weren't created to do things on our own. We were not created to live uh, this life alone. Uh, one of the million reasons I love our church is that we are there for each other, right? We're, hey, we, we, have, we have given out dryers and washing machines to people that have been in need. Uh, we, we've given groceries and, and come along and help people pay uh, rent and different things uh, over the years. And we just love to help People. Not too long ago, uh, Caesar uh, Caesar bought this old like antique truck, this old Ford, and uh, and he had uh, he had posted online uh, a few weeks ago that it broke down in the middle of the town, and and he was like, oh, because he, he hasn't had it very long, so he's kind of fixing it up. And it broke down downtown, like right in the middle of traffic, and, and we had a couple different people from our church that just happened to be there when they went, oh yeah, I know that's Caesar, and they came along and, and assisted them in that. That's why, that's why it's so important for us to, to be a part of this community of believers. Obviously, as we worship God together, first and foremost, to encounter Him, and therefore we do life together. That's one of our, our core values, is that we are better uh, together. We were not created to do life alone. We were created to do life with other people. But most importantly, we were created to rely on God for everything. We were created to rely on God for everything. You remember way back in the beginning. Someone say way back. Way back in the beginning in Genesis, God created Adam and Eve. And he put them in the garden to be in his presence. And everything that they need, they had it in him. Right? And that's the way we were created to be 
still to, to, to rely on God for everything. You think you get your paycheck from a, an employer, but God is our provider, right? Like we rely on God for everything. I know you go to the doctor and that's important. You should do that. God is our physician and our healer. I mean, we should learn to rely on God for everything. And since we were created to do that, since we were created to not do this life alone, since we were created uh, to do this life with God at the center of it and rely on Him for everything, guess what? Prayer is absolutely essential. Because that's our time where we talk with Him. That's our time that, that we hear from Him. That's our, our time when we lay our lives down before Him. That's, that's the time where we meet with Him. And that's the time where, where we, we realize where our help comes from. That's the time where our faith is built up. That's the place where the well doesn't run dry. Come on, somebody. That's the place where our strength lies. Now, listen, I know in a worship type setting, we like to feel God, right? It, it, it feels good. It's great. We, and, and that's important. We need that. But guess what? You need a revelation of God. You need a word from the Lord. And aren't you thankful that God does that? That He gives us a word? Come on. God spoke and everything came into being. You need to hear a word. It's great to feel God and experience His presence, but you need to hear from God. And prayer is one of the primary ways that we hear from God. If that's the case, then why don't we do it more? Right? Why don't we do it more? We, we get so caught up with, with being busy. Listen, if the devil can't tempt you, he'll make you busy. Right? We get caught up in being busy. We get caught up with everything else. And prayer oftentimes gets on the back burner. Listen, we've all got the same amount of hours every day. You've got 24 hours. You know that. Every day. Nothing has changed. Yes, we are. Well, Pastor, all that spent sleeping. I know that. It was spent all myself then. A little bit early. Right? Come on. We have the same amount of time every day. Let's quit making these excuses for not getting a hold of God. Isn't it funny? We make all the excuses, but then when we are in crisis, it's all oh, Jesus. It's all God help, right? Which is not wrong, but why do we wait till we're in crisis? It's all on the Lord. Prayer. Is important. Prayer is essential. If you are a believer, you should be praying. You should be praying. If you are not praying, guess what? You're choosing to do life on your own without God. If you're not praying, you're choosing to do life. And that's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to think we can actually do church without God. That should scare the mess out of us. And we can come in, we can, we can all have a good time together, we can fellowship, we can have food, we can do all this stuff. We can raise up a bunch of money and we can do a lot of good in the community and we can do this without God. I don't know how you're feeling, I don't want that. I'm going to mess this thing up. I will fail, you and I will fail, we need God. I don't want to do it without Him, I don't want to take another step, I don't want to say another thing without God. We need to be a people of prayer. Sounds so elementary. It sounds so Sunday school, but why don't we do it then? Why don't we do it? Listen, we started the series last week called Rise Up. Anybody here for that? Rise Up? Maybe you watched online and you weren't here in person. Um, shout out to all the people watching online. What's up? What's up, Facebook? Um, but last week we started the series called Rise Up, and we talked about going all in. The world needs a church that is all in, right? This week, we want to rise up and pray because life depends on it. Your life depends on it. Your family's life depends on prayer. Your neighborhood, it depends on prayer. Come on, your schools, your friends at your school, 
your job, your co-workers, life, this world, our country right now, and everything that's going on, in the, it, it depends on prayer. It's on the rise of church and pray. Jesus said this needs to be a house of prayer. Let's make it a house of prayer once again. Let's rise up and pray because life depends on it. Go to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 42. We're going to look at Elijah. Look at Elijah. Elijah was a prophet in the Old Testament. He was, he was a man of God. He was, he was a man of God. His name actually meant the Lord is my God. And it wasn't just his name. It was his purpose as well. The Lord is my God. His sole purpose was to make sure that, uh, that, that the Lord was uh, everybody else's God. Whether it was Israel and they're walking away from God or rebelling from God or whether whoever it was, he, that was his purpose to make sure that the Lord wasn't just his God, but everyone else's God. It was his name, it was his purpose. He often would speak on behalf of God and he did it without compromise and he faced some very difficult things. He spoke on behalf of God without compromise. He heard from God often. There were so many times when he would go to God and he would hear from God. And he didn't just hear from God. He was obedient to whatever God would tell him. Listen, he knew that he could come boldly before the throne of grace. He faced many obstacles that we're facing right now in our world today. There was an angry king, King Ahab, that he went up against. Look at the political climate that we are in right now. It's heated. It's an election year, but it's heated always, right? But it seems to be uh, surmounting and getting greater and greater and greater. There was a drought in this particular passage that we're going into. There was a drought that hadn't rained for three years. There was these unfortunate uh, situations that was going on in the world. We're facing that right now with, with this whole COVID thing. He went up against the prophets of Baal and, and he confronted evil, even though that may, it could have costed his life. And we are living in a world where there is much evil that needs to be confronted today. We're living in a very similar time. But go with me in 1 Kings chapter 18, starting in verse 42. Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there. He said seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, I praise you today. Lord, I thank you for your word. I, I thank you that it, it cuts deep to the core, to our soul, who we are, God. It, it, it reveals things. It convicts, Lord. It, it shows us the way we shouldn't be going and the way we should be going, Father. And I pray today that your word would penetrate our hearts once more. That, God, we would get this deep down and it wouldn't just be good to our ears, but, God, it would get from our head to our heart and it would change us. It would transform us. It would make us new and make us different for us so that we can be the people you are calling us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. this was right after... Elijah's showdown with the prophets of Baal. Remember he called down fire from heaven and burned up the altar and, and they go and they, they take care of all these, these false prophets. And immediately after this great miracle happens, immediately after this huge display of God's power, this prophet, he goes away to spend time in prayer. 
And I want us to gain some, some uh, things from this to maybe enhance your prayer life. Or maybe to just stir you up to pray all over again. Maybe some of you in the room, you, you struggle with your prayer life and, and being consistent. Maybe some of you don't even pray at all. And I want to stir that up in you today to go boldly before God and pray. Because He wants a relationship with you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to speak to you. But we have to position ourselves in a place where we can hear from Him. And prayer is the best way to do that. Come on, anybody want to hear from the Lord? Come on, anybody, anybody want to hear from we, we need to be hearing from God and putting ourselves in a place where we can do that in prayer. It was a great place. So, so I want to give you four qualities of effective prayer today. Maybe you're struggling in your prayer life. Maybe it's not existent. Or maybe you are praying and you just need to get stirred up even more. Four qualities of effective prayer. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write these down. The first thing is this. Effective prayers are humble prayers. Effective prayers are humble. Remember I said we like to do things on our own a lot of times? Right? And mostly that comes out of pride. It comes out of our pride to feel like, hey, you know, I can, just, I can take care of it. I can do it on my own. I can do it in my own strength. Effective prayers are humble prayers. Verse 42 that we read, Elijah bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. He prayed. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about a particular position that you need to pray. Some people kneel when they pray. Uh, can God hear you just as much when you're standing up as kneeling down? Absolutely. Do you have to have your eyes closed or open? It doesn't matter. God can speak it. I close my eyes because I, I get spiritual ADD a lot and I get distracted. Just to be honest. I close my eyes during worship a lot because I'm looking around. Oh, that light's out. Uh, this needs to be painted. Uh, this, there's something on the Vacuum, you know. And I'll do that whether I'm in this setting or if I'm just in a loud, quiet time. How many of you, it's hard to focus sometimes because you've got your to-do list. You've got things to do. How many husbands? you got a honeydew. You know, you got to get air. I see you, brother. I'm praying Jesus. Um, but yeah. Sometimes I got, I just close my, can I, can I, as, a, as a former worship leader, there's a lot of times I would leave worship and I would close my eyes the whole time because it's like, oh, so-and-so just sat down. What, what, what's going on? Uh, they're yawning right now? What, what is the deal? Look at that. I'm sweating up here. I'm pouring it all out. Sometimes I just close my eyes to not be distracted. It's not, I'm not talking about a phys, physical, physical, whether you're standing, whether you're raising your hands or, or however it is that you pray or, or worship. I'm talking about us being humble. I'm talking about us saying, listen, I know I can't do this life on my own, and I absolutely have to pray and seek after God. I don't want to make this decision. I don't want to buy this car. I don't want to buy this house. I don't want to date this person, young people, without praying and asking God first, and, and also my parents. But, um, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to marry this person after I haven't bathed in prayer, because that's a big deal. That's a forever thing, right? I don't want to make this decision with my money and spend this without praying. But, but so many times we flip it around and we do it the opposite way because it's simply what we want to do. Right? Effective prayers are humble prayers. Listen to what James chapter 4 says. God opposes the proud but gives grace to what? The humble. He opposes the proud. So if I'm going to pray and there's pride in me, what do you think I'm going to do? Don't be mad at me. I'm just telling you what the word says. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. 
Humbleness seems to be an activator in prayer. Why? Because prayer is a cry for those that realize, I cannot do this on my own. Prayer is a cry of the broken. Prayer is a cry for those that would say, you know what? I'm not taking another step without hearing from God. Prayer is for those that would say, you know what? I'm not making another decision. I'm not breathing another breath. I'm not saying another word until I've heard from the Lord. Prayer is essential. You can't parent without praying. Some of y'all know that. You need some prayer to be a parent. You need a prayer to be a spouse. You need to pray to do your job. You cannot live your life without prayer. Many of you have tried it. Maybe many of you in the room are trying it without God, but don't do that anymore. We need to be a people of prayer. Prayer. Because life depends on it. Prayer should be a priority, not a last resort. Prayer should be a priority in our life, not a last resort. Oh, and all I can do, I guess all we're going to do now is pray. How many of us do that, right? What if we just pray in the first place? Prayer needs to be a priority and not a last resort. Listen, we pray because in our humanity we have limits. We pray out of our impotence, right? But look at God. God is all powerful. God is all sufficient. Aren't you glad for that? Like, like God is awesome. He is transcendent. In other words, He is above all things. He is above time, space, and He's outside of all those things. So, so while we pray out of our impotence, God answers out of His omnipotence. He answers us out of all the power and all that He is. He is able. Come on, someone say He is able this morning. Do you believe that? Don't just say it, but believe that God is able. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, He is able. He is able to do what? Immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. So therefore, you can trust in Him. You can go to Him. You can, you can seek after Him and pray because God is able. God is able. He can come through for you. He can come through. It, it may not always be the way that we think it should be. It may not always be in the timing that we think it should be, but God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. Look, Jesus and Peter at one point were asked to pay a temple tax. Jesus looks at Peter and says, listen, so we don't cause offense, we're going to pay this. So what I want you to do is I want you to go out, I want you to throw a line out of the water, and the first fish that you catch, I want you to open its mouth, and there's going to be four coins in there. I want you to pay for my tax and your tax. Now, he could have done this in any way because he's God, right? But if you remember who Peter used to be, Peter was a fisherman, right? Do you think God asked Peter to do this in such a way because this was a, a way that Peter could have been self-sufficient? He knew how to fish. That was his job. He didn't need Jesus to tell him how to do it, right? This is something he could have easily done without Jesus. God, do you think the area that we need God the least is the area that God wants to uh, speak and move in you the most? Maybe that's the place where the miracles happen. The place where we need to end ourselves and have more of God in our life. I wonder if God sometimes looks at us because He's our Heavenly Father and I relate to that because I'm a father and 
And so I just imagine God sometimes looking down on us as his kids and saying, Oh, that's cute. You went and did that on your own, huh? Yeah, that's cute. You bought that car without, I know you wanted it. Oh, you got a good deal, huh? What if you would have prayed about it? Because see, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. I'm a, I'll make a provision. I'll make a way. What, what if he looks at us sometimes and just says, oh, that was cute. If you'd have just prayed in the first place. And if you just sought me out in the first place, I wonder what could have really happened. Isn't that funny? Let's humble ourselves. Let's seek after God because life depends on... Come on, church. Let's rise up and pray. It's funny that we have to say that in 2020... The, the, the call of the church to pray, we should be already doing it. Let's rise up and pray. Effective prayers are humble prayers. They're also specific prayers. Effective prayers are specific prayers. First Kings 18.43, we read it. It said, go and look toward the sea. He told his servant. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing there. Can you imagine his servant? He's like, Okay, I guess. I go out and look at the sea. Well, I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but I'll, I'll do it, right? It's very specific, right? Very specific. The story of a father was teaching his three-year-old daughter uh, the Lord's Prayer. And she would repeat the lines after him. He, he would say it, and she would repeat it right. And finally, she decides to go solo. Kids are funny that way. So I'm not going to do this. I'm going to try she goes, oh, right, and she carefully enunciates each word. Right up to the end of the prayer, she says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from email. Right? Now, that's, that's not a bad prayer, because some of y'all need to be delivered from email. Some of y'all need to read your emails. Come on, man. You've, got, you've probably got like 20 of our church emails in there. You're like, I don't know what's going on. Well, you don't read your email, but just saying. Not a bad prayer. But God calls us to pray about everything, Right? Everything. Everything. We should tell God exactly what we need. He already knows, but He wants you to come to Him. He wants you to rely on Him for everything. Pray the particulars. Be specific. Pray the particulars. You remember when Jesus turned uh, the water into wine? Remember that? that there was this wedding. They, they ran out of wine. Right? And Mary comes to Him. And she doesn't just say, hey, can you help us out, Jesus? Oh, no, she says they have no more wine. She was very specific. Listen, a specific prayer is a serious prayer. Right? Hey, if I were to come to you and be like, hey, Holly, I'm going to come hang out one of these days. I'm going to come to your house and hang out. I don't know, do stuff. Like, you might think, okay, cool, whatever. You may not take that very seriously. But if I were to come to your house, Ted, I'm coming to your house this Friday night. 7 o'clock, right? We're going to have some barbecue. We're going to eat. I'll bring it, okay? But, 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 man, I really just want to get your advice on something. I've got some things going on. I just want to talk. It, it, it's going to take that serious, isn't it? God does the same thing with us. Be specific in the prayers. When we offer specific prayers, God knows the same. <laughs> James 4, 2 said, hey, you don't have because you don't ask. You have not because you ask not. Effective prayers are humble prayers. They're specific prayers. And guess what? They're persistent prayers. Persistent prayers. Go and look toward the sea. He told his servant. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing there. So they just packed up and went home. How many of us do that? Right? Go look toward the sea. He told his servant. He went up and looked, and there's nothing there. And he said seven times, Elijah said, go back. 
Love James 5.16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effective in the Greek is energio, it's energy released, right? It's, it's power that is released when we continually go after God and run after Him, and we don't just haphazardly do this thing called prayer. It's persistent prayers, they're effective, they're powerful. They're not just a last resort. They're just not something else, just something else that we do, but it's the most important part of our day. Yeah. Prayer is, is powerful. Guess what? It's powerful and it produces. Some of y'all know that. Prayer changes things. Prayer will shift things in your life. You can go into a situation. You can go into your job and it feel like, look, something's off here. You know you can pray and you can change the atmosphere. Come on. Prayer changes things. Prayer makes the impossible become possible because that's the God that we serve. Prayer positions you to hear from God, to see things as He sees them, and to experience Him. Guess what? Prayer is not about getting things. Even though we do that and God will hear and God will come through, He is our provider and He will make the way. But that is not the, 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 the thing about prayer is that, that we get things from it. Prayer is that we get God. Prayer is that we get His attention. Prayer is that, that we spend time with Him. Prayer is that we are, are laying ourselves down and we are being humble and we are going after God and saying, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. Prayer is essential. Life depends on it. I wonder if you'll be persistent in prayer. Elijah didn't stop at one, he didn't stop at two. Told his servant to go out a third time. A fourth time. He didn't stop and say, well, I guess God isn't listening today. He didn't stop and say, well, I, I guess God, there really isn't a God. He's, he's not answering me. He's not answering me the way that I think he should. So just, this Jesus thing isn't for me. A fourth time. He told his servant to go, look. God, I, I, I want healing. I'm, I'm hurting. God, I know it's your will that I'm healed, but I don't, I don't understand. I quit. God, I don't see you really moving the way that I think you should, so, so I give up. A fourth time, he tells the servant, go. Fifth time, sixth time, seven times. He tells his servant to go out after he prayed. We often stop praying when we can't see a tangible difference with our natural eyes. I love the way Mark Batterson writes in his book, Circle Maker. If you haven't read it yet, it's on prayer. It's a great book. So check it out. But he says in there, he says, we allow our circumstances to get between God and us instead of putting God between us and our circumstances. Right? Putting God in the middle of our life, in the middle of everything. Through prayer. Come on, let's just rise up. Let's pray through. Because life depends on it. Man, your breakthrough might just be that one prayer away. Come on, your answer might just be one prayer away. That miracle that you've been waiting on might just be one prayer away. Pray through. Be persistent. Be humble. Be specific. And the last one is this. Effective prayers are expected prayers. Expected prayers. Verse 44 again. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chair and go down before the rain stops you. Verse 45. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain came on and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came 
upon Elijah, worship team, you can come up. Effective prayers are expected prayers. There was a season when I was in youth ministry, I was struggling. We graduated out a lot of students, and it was just a really weird season in youth ministry. John was there. And we only had a few kids kind of showing up, and, and it was just looking really scarce. And, and, and oftentimes we relate success in ministry to those numbers. And I got really almost depressed, because, man, we were praying, we were believing, we were preparing, and we were preaching, and any other kind of P word you can throw in there, we were, we were, we were hungry, we were wanting to move in young people's life, because we believe in young people. And we, and we would come in, and, 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 and only a few kids would show up, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I went to, like, this youth leaders conference, and and, and got a bunch of different ideas, and I came back, I plumped and ready to go again, and, and in one of those conferences, they, just one little small act of faith. They said, hey, why don't, you, why don't you just set up an extra row of chairs? Just out of an act of faith as you're praying and giving more service. Just put out an extra row of chairs and just have some things. Yeah, I like that. I'll start doing that. I put out an extra row of chairs for praying. And, and guess what? It did, there wasn't this explosive growth that happened. We didn't have all of a sudden 50, 60, 70, 80 kids. You know. But we begin to notice, as we begin to pray, as we begin to, to exercise our faith even more every week. That's what one by one gets to show up. We have a new family, and they have a couple teenagers, they would show up. We'd have, have, a, have a, a group of middle school kids that would roll up. Or we would have one kid just want to bring their friend, and they, they would bring their friend. Before we knew it, they'd begin to trickle in. And we would say, you know what, God, whoever you send, whether we have seven or seventy, we're going to pour into their life. Whoever shows up that night, I believe you've got a word for them, but we're going to pray, and we're going to preach, and we're going to believe, and we're going to pour and invest in these kids. Whoever shows up, no matter what number it is, one by one, kids started coming. Right, John? They started coming. Started, and guess what? They said, hey, guess what? This is youth ministry, not youth pastor ministry, so we're going to get you guys involved, and, and we developed a youth band, and, 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 and got kids and doing different things in the youth ministry, and they begin to get excited, and, and guess what? We put out more chairs. We had to rearrange the room because more kids kept coming. We got to get in more chairs. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. We didn't have like, we were in a house. Like, it was, it was a half part of a house. It was an old parsonage of the church. We were just packing men. And, you know, teenagers, they can be a little funky, no events. But they got a little sneaky at times. But we didn't care. We didn't care. One time, pray to send a servant. 
for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.